That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Welcome to Of the Eldest Gods, where we discuss Rick Riordan's role as our godly parent. Uh, I'm Ray from Cabin 12. Is that it? What am I supposed to say? I don't have the intro open. That was correct. Oh. No, that was correct. <laughs> you just looked at me. I was like, hello? No, because I was having a moment. Um, <laughs> we should keep all of this in. No, um, 100%. And I'm Charlie from Cabin 13. <laughs> Oh my god, that was beautiful. <laughs> I was having a moment because I'm like, wow. Wow. New co-host. This is great. Hi guys. Uh I'm Ray. <laughs> yeah, and we're technically not talking about Percy Jackson this week. But <laughs> no, we're not. It's a it's fine. It's fine. Um, um Hopefully so so in, in case you're confused, this is probably not the first thing with me on it going up on the feed, but this is yeah. the first thing that we are recording because we wanted to, like, do something fun to get into it. I made a request. <laughs> I love your request, though. Like, it's so oh. good. Oh, you liked it. Good. I thought before that you were just humoring me when we were listening to it together. <laughs> no, you already rec- you recommended that I listen to the mechanisms, like, a while back. Right. So, like, yeah, like, I told you, I have some of the the songs, like, on random playlists, (laughs) so I was just listening to them with, like, no order in mind. I didn't know there was a plot going on. (laughs) And then a friend of mine did a whole PowerPoint party about the band explaining some things, and I was like, oh, oh, I'm supposed to, like, listen to the the albums, like, in order, (laughs) like, all together, and it's, like, a plot? Oh, I'm, I'm dumb. It's fine. I didn't know things. <laughs> I have a playlist now for introducing people to the mechanisms of just like really catchy songs. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, there are some bangers. There oh, are yeah. some bangers There's on this. There's a couple real good ones on this album. Uh, so we didn't actually introduce it, but <laughs> because Greek mythology, uh, we're listening to an album called Ulysses Dies at Dawn. Which is a... Spoilers! <laughs> it is a sci-fi retelling of... I, I don't... I wouldn't call it, like, the actual Odyssey. Gre- There's some... It's like Greek mythology. Just, just... It's just a lot of things, like, together. Like, it's it's not... It's not how anything really would match up in mythology, but, like, it's very well alluded to, and it's really good. Just, yeah. I mean, I guess you could say it's it's kind of the Odyssey, but it's also kind of not. It, like, uses the Odyssey as a framing device. It's definitely after the Trojan War, the very least. Right, right. So, yeah. It's definitely using the Odyssey. Yeah. You want to explain um the mechanisms for us? Like... Who they are well, and all of this. Oh, oh boy. Well, the Mechanisms are a band of immortal space pirates who uh, travel around, <laughs> travel around uh, having, oh, what does he say? Having fun 
violence, adventure, violence, violence. <laughs> um, Amazing. Good. Basically, uh, they, they do crimes and they tell stories through song. Uh, they're just a bunch of rowdy guys who have no morals because they are immortal <laughs> and nothing matters. <laughs> And they're bards. <laughs> and yeah, they're bards. Uh, they're called. I don't. I don't know if you actually want like background, and I don't even know their lore very well. But they're the mechanisms because the doctor who made them immortal did so by replacing a body part with a mechanism. So all of them have like a metal oh. thing that keeps them immortal or something. I I didn't. I didn't do. All like, right. I haven't done like the reading on their website, but <laughs> all right. Interesting. Yeah, and they're the band that sings this wonderful album as <laughs> as the characters. It's like they're <laughs> there, there's there like a few different here. levels here. <laughs> yeah. There's like the real people as the characters of the mechanisms, as the characters of <laughs> Ulysses dies at dawn. It's like multiple levels of weirdness, and it's great. <laughs> so, um, if if you've heard of the mechanisms before, you probably know why I listen to the mechanisms. It's because of Johnny Sims. You, <laughs> for, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, there's a podcast. It's called the Magnus Archives. It's a horror anthology. It's written by this one guy who also is the lead, sort of, eh, of the band. <laughs> he does the narrating. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's the the narrator. Like he doesn't technically have. He's still just Johnny Deville on this. Like he's right, not a yes. character. He's just he's not acting yeah. as anyone as he narrates. He's just being the narrator. He he does do a funny voice though. I love his voice. It's so good. He's doing kind of a because this is an urban sci-fi it's kind of a noir and so like his narration in this album specifically has like that kind of tone to it and Hmm. (laughs) some of the lines in it are very good like as that specifically like uh i have the first lyrics open here uh and it has um the sort of place where the rain beats down like coffin nails and the air wafts with a cigarette stench of betrayal like that's My the vibe God. we're going for here. This is it's so dramatic. It's just so monstrous. <laughs> Johnny oh. is the kind of person uh his voice is very theatrical even when he's just talking. I don't know if theatrical is the right word, but people ask him if his British accent is fake. You know what? I would too because <laughs> it like it's hard to tell. It's just so like it's just a voice. It's such a voice. I don't know how to say it. It's very good, though, right? I love listening to him talk. Yeah, I would listen to him read the phone book. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how I think we want to do this is that you're going to, like, explain, like, the story and what's going on. And I will interject with my mythology references <laughs> throughout this. As we found out, um, the the genius lyrics actually has, like, half of my notes already in there. <laughs> um, and I'm sort of mad. But also they found out things that I didn't know. So genius lyrics, it really depends on how popular something is, like how many of the actual references they'll explain. Like some some songs will be entirely annotated and then like other bands, it'll be like there's one note and it's like something completely meaningless. And you're like, oh, thanks, genius lyrics. But um, I mean, 
Okay, so not all of it is my notes, but like yeah, some of yeah, it. yeah. I'm thinking you're probably gonna have a lot more to add than genius lyrics, possibly. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, let's let's get into this shit. Let's <laughs> do this. All right, so we're going to start out with some narration from First Mate Johnny Deville, and the song is "The City." Right? Yes. Uh, He's giving us the basic background of where we are in the universe, which is in the city. It is basically a planet that has become a city. It's it's one place, one city has, what what does he say? Uh, It meets other towns and it absorbs them. It spreads outwards into the sea. And when there's no sea left, it spreads upward into the sky. And when there's no sky left, it burrows inwards into the bowels of the planet. And so... All three domains of the <laughs> big three gods have been subsumed into this, like, oh, capitalist yeah, hellscape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, if you think about it, like, we have the sea, Poseidon, sky is Zeus, and, like, the underground is Hades. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> so some people on this planet will live underground their entire lives and never see the sun. Okay, that just gives me, like, City of Ember vibes. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm unfamiliar, <laughs> but... I own, I think I tried to read the book, but I just remember the movie because Saoirse uh, Ronan was in it, and you're looking at me like you have no oh, idea Oh, no, sorry. About. I was reading a note on Genius. <laughs> I was like... Okay. <laughs> I was like, what's up? So we are, we are introduced to our protagonist of sorts, uh, Ulysses. Ulysses, as in the Latin version of Odysseus, which I don't know why they went with Ulysses. Maybe it's I, just I better know, than because, Odysseus. Like, because most of the other names wise? are like actually the Greek versions, Yeah, because right? they, they do use Heracles, which is right. like, wow. Specifically, they, they actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it's main character curse. Like you can't have your real mythology name. I think it's, I want to say it's just because Ulysses kind of like rolls off the tongue more, like maybe, maybe? for like songs, it's better than oh. Odysseus. Because remember I, when but, they're singing like, Ulysses, Ulysses, okay. like, but, you know what I mean? Like, okay, Odysseus does have more syllables, but I, I don't know. I feel like it's just for style points. It's like, maybe oh, he's Ulysses. <laughs> this ain't your regular Odyssey, boys. <laughs> um, they do the same thing in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? His name is Ulysses Everett McGill, and he just goes by Everett. Hmm. That's what we're gonna do next time that I get to pick. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, you you might be right. It might be just uh, main character syndrome, like Hercules, the Disney movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think it's... <laughs> okay, okay. And maybe it is, like, just going for, like, what sounds more aesthetically pleasing, especially because they're the main character, and so they're gonna- their name's gonna get said a lot. Yeah. My- my theory for why it was Hercules instead was so they could say Herc. Right. Like, constantly in the Disney movie. <laughs> that's- that's why I think it is like that. Uh, yeah, continue on. <laughs> so Ulysses ain't having a great day. Uh, they spit out a mouthful of teeth and disdain. They are being accosted- <laughs> In the bar, Calypso's. Calypso's? That's another <laughs> reference to the Odyssey. Right. That's um the the island. Yeah, so like Calypso is um the nymph that Odysseus spent like seven years with, um, in the Odyssey, is what it says. But I love that that's like the bar. 
So <laughs> it's just like Calypso's. What does Calypso have to do with Dionysus? It's a rundown she, old gin joint that pays its money to Dionysus. But Dionysus, your okay, your godly parent, a, remember? Right, he's the the god alcohol. of alcohol and like makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I assume they chose Calypso's as the name for it because of, like, the Odyssey. But, like, you gotta reference, like, Dionysus because it's a bar, so. Right. Yeah, I was, I was just wondering. It's, it's, it's interesting to mention that specifically in the lyrics right there. But I think it's just because they want to, like, bring up an Olympian, like, as quickly as they can to, like, kind of seed that Fair. idea in. Yeah. We had to mention Dionysus, like, in the first song because, obviously, this podcast is secretly a Dionysus podcast. <laughs> um. Dionysus fan <laughs> podcast. <laughs> He's the patron god of the pod. Everyone is Dionysus. <laughs> All right, so the people accosting Ulysses currently are called the Suits. They're all wearing pinstripes. Um, I love it so much. So uh, this was a, this is where we realized that we probably should look at the genius lyrics notes because... Because, oh my god, <laughs> I was trying so hard to figure out what the Suits was in reference to. I'm just like, card suits, because there's four of them, but that's not really Greek-related. But no, it's just, it's in reference to the suitors of Penelope, because when Odysseus was away, his wife was like, like approached by many, many men who wanted to marry her. The the suitors, the suits. Right, yeah. yeah, It's just, it's very cool. (laughs) I can't believe that, like, I'm so stupid. Um, anyway. (laughs) What they do with Penelope in this is so interesting. Okay, let's go. Very interesting. (laughs) So we're gonna back up a little bit, basically. And talk about Odysseus and what they're doing here. Drowning their sorrows in whiskey. (laughs) Do we mention specifically the pronouns in this? We have not. Yeah. So the mechanisms will often do queer tellings of their myths uh, specifically. This one doesn't have explicit representation, like in anyone, I don't think. But Ulysses is always referred to with they, them pronouns because we don't know if they are man, woman, both or neither. So the lyrics say. <laughs> I I love that. It's just like, don't matter. <laughs> don't know. Oh, well. <laughs> Great. We get a little description of Ulysses later, but uh, they are black beautiful and have a pair of piercing blue eyes but that's the only thing that the one person who saw them will say (laughs) i love that it's it's beautiful wonderful the next song so ulysses uh also played by uh johnny deville (laughs) i don't know if you even noticed that because the voice is quite the voice i did okay i was just like wow (laughs) the, the voice for ulysses is like a voice, so I did not know who plays who. Yeah, no, okay, that's still you're gonna, John, Johnny. If you know things, you're gonna have to tell me, because I'm like, <laughs> no idea. Yeah, it's, so, Johnny has a very deep voice naturally. He goes into deep gravel for Ulysses. Yep. <laughs> and Ulysses sings us a song about uh, why he feels the need to numb his pain. It's because of the war. Uh, this wow, song is I called... wonder what that war was. <laughs> Right? <laughs> the song is called Broken Horses. Thank you, genius I lyrics. I never know which song. So, like, the mechanisms are doing a lot of folk music, sometimes shanties, sometimes uh, other mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so this is the tune of an Irish folk song. I, I, mm. I can't pronounce that. I'm so sorry, Ireland, for my crimes. Skibberin? Skibberin? Uh, S-K-I-B-B-E-R-E-E-N. All right. 
If you know that song, now you know what this song sounds like. (laughs) So Ulysses is going to tell us about the war on Ilium. Do you know why? Or is that anything? Well, it's it's the Iliad. Oh. So the Iliad literally translates (laughs) to the the Troy story. Right. Troy story. God. Um... So, so Il- Ilium of... is the name for Troy. Okay. Yeah. So, like, actually, that's what Troy's name was? I, th- I think it's, like, the Latin name, at least. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Good. Yeah, so, like, he's he's having some um, PTSD from the Trojan War. Indeed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, bit. this was before the city had conquered every part of the planet? Or maybe, hold up. I am not actually sure if it's that... I think Ilium was trying to secede from the city at large. They were trying to escape from mm. their capitalist hellscape. Interesting. Right, because in... <laughs> I have the deep lore. You didn't even listen to the uh, other songs that take place in this setting. But in Prometheus, they talk about how the Ilium people are like separatists. Oh, okay. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. I think that that's what's going on here. <laughs> so there, this is a war that takes a decade. It's very bad. Yeah, that's that's like, well, that's accurate to the Trojan <laughs> right. War. Like, Neliad, it took 10 years. And like 10 years of them like doing nothing because Achilles was just like sitting there. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're not going to mention those guys, though. That's a whole other he's, shit show. He's not that. He's not like he's not in here. Achilles is not relevant. But like that's the reason why it takes ten years in the Iliad. So, <laughs> so fucking Achilles. Here, they're they've been at a stalemate of sorts for so long that we have devised a cunning plan. You guys probably are familiar with a big horse. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just you know, that's the funny thing. the The Trojan horse is not even like in the Iliad, because um, it's like <laughs> the Iliad is literally just like a little part, and it's all about Achilles. Oh my um, goodness! <laughs> it's it's like just a random part, like near the end of the war, but it's not even like the full ending of the war. Mm-hmm. It's just all about Achilles and Patroclus. <laughs> but good gay. I just, I just love this little description here, like, that it's even annotated, um, that they mention heartless cunning and scheming is Ulysses, um, Mm. because, like, that's, that's one of his, like, most important epithets is that he's cunning. Right. That's, like, his thing is that he's- That's so interesting that that's- Tricky. I feel like there was a time when a cunning protagonist kind of fell out of favor, and now that's sort of back, you know? Everyone likes, like, Marvel Loki or whatever. (laughs) People are into tricksters again. Personally, I, I love me like um, uh, a thief with a heart of gold. That's yeah, yeah. That's that's my thing. Um, <laughs> as I've recently that's found not out, what our society thinks of as like classic hero, and it and it seems like things were a little different in the Greece. <laughs> yeah, it was because so Odysseus's whole thing, U- Ulysses, Odysseus. I'm gonna use yeah, them yeah, interchangeably, <laughs> but like his whole thing is that he was um, favored by Athena. Like, right. you know, goddess yeah. of wisdom and like all that. So he was, he was really smart. That was his whole thing. He wasn't like super fighty. He was just smart. <laughs> so some of like the heroes are like that. Some of the heroes aren't in Greek mythology. Cause like, you know, Heracles, he's. <laughs> yeah, that's a muscle boy. I would say he's a himbo, but he's like, he doesn't have enough <laughs> respect women juice to be a himbo. Um, 
<laughs> At least not classic. Like, Disney movie, um, Hercules is a himbo, but, like, Greek mythology, Heracles. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. When, when you look into, like, real Heracles and you're like, oh, it's kind of a dick. <laughs> it's, it's always a little disappointing. <laughs> it's like a very sad story and I like feel for him but then he like does something really awful to women uh-huh. and I'm like hmm, well <laughs> don't like you <laughs> I may feel bad for you for this one thing but like you kind of deserve things so <laughs> uh. all right so Ulysses uh promises Ilium peace and independence and gives them a statue of a horse, uh, honoring the, their hmm. history as famed breeders of horses. Back when such beasts <laughs> still exist, there is no natural world in the city. I love that. <laughs> it was scanned for bioweapons and explosive. It was scanned for hidden soldiers. None were found. But that's the the, the weird celebration. And like... yeah, yeah. So that's that is interesting that. I'm thinking that, like, the increase in technology makes that make sense. That they're like, okay, yeah. we'll check this thing out. And okay, I just, there's like, no dudes I hiding that. in it. That's probably important. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, clocked that, like, line, like, the first time we listened to it. I'm like, huh, wait, wait, they scanned it for hidden <laughs> so, people and there so weren't So what's gonna it? happen? That's plot twist? What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the celebration in Ilium does not last very long. Unfortunately, because what they couldn't detect in the gift was a a signal uh, of Ulysses' own design being broadcast throughout the city that makes everyone go into a violent frenzy. And that's that's so interesting to me. Okay, so like, <laughs> well, the the whole Trojan horse thing with the people in it that was like. Actually, Odysseus's idea in Troy, the Troy story, um, the, the Trojan <laughs> War. Um, <laughs> God, I want fan art of like Toy Story characters, but like Trojan now. <laughs> oh God, oh, or God. vice versa. Uh, Buzz and Woody would make really good Achilles and Patroclus. Yes. <laughs> wait, crap. wait, 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 wait. Woody is Achilles, no doubt. I was thinking Woody, the other Woody- way around. But I, hmm. hmm, you know what? You could be right. You could be right. I could see it either way. Either way. I don't know. Hmm. Just like Buzz Lightyear, especially like early Buzz Lightyear when he doesn't know what's going on and he just says space things. I feel like uh, that has some Achilles vibes. Also, Patroclus takes care of the horses. Um, <laughs> it's like his thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a little cowboy. <laughs> My God. Okay. Um. All right. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. So. This whole thing with the madness and, like, the ripping each other to shreds, I'm just, like, I want a reference to Dionysus again here. Right. Um, because that's so relevant to him mm-hmm. and, like, the maenads and, like, his his followers, they're all about, like, going mad or ripping people to shreds. One, one of my favorite stories mm-hmm. about him is literally how he he tried going back home um, to see, like, his family and they were all like, we don't believe you're a god. Um, and his cousin in particular was like, I don't think you're a god. I'm going to try to kill you. So yep. he's like, well, um, now I have to murder you in a really terrible way. Makes um, his mother and his like aunts like go all crazy. Oh. And they kill his cousin. And like, not not Dionysus's mother. Already dead by this point. But like, all, all of his aunts are going crazy. And like, Oof. his cousin's mom 
kills him. Yeah, it's 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 very dramatic. It's so good. Um, Titus is fucking crazy. Yeah, I I really love that connection between like alcohol and madness and yeah. There's a there's reason so much that going I'm, on that that's that I'm Kevin Twelve. There's a lot going um, on with Dionysus. We'll we'll talk about it some other time. Watch watch the Dionysus video that Overly Sarcastic Productions oh, yeah. put out. If you if you have not, like my God, this is so <gasps> good, so good shit. <laughs> but yeah, okay, if, if, if they because so this is uh, a signal of Ulysses' own design. It would have been good if they said something about like something that he got from Dionysus Industries, but you know, whatever. That would that would have been really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about the Magnus archives again, specifically because like this is the kind of stuff that Johnny will write about in his horror podcast, <laughs> you know, ripping and rending and blood. Oh my goodness. Of course. It's very evocative in the song. It's 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 I I like it. But <laughs> anyways, so Ulysses reminisces about the fact that horses existed one time. <laughs> and we we can see that Ulysses is deeply discontent with the city at large and and with his yeah. role in all that stuff. Uh, what does he say Broke at the beginning of the song? Like, uh, <laughs> he, he says that warfare is like hell. I wonder if devils get nightmares of their victims as well. So hmm. he's not doing very good. He uh, Apparently he was watching while that happened or, or they went in afterwards and he's like, hmm, this was bad, actually. I Wish shouldn't I have done, done this. That. Probably, been, probably not good. Um, I also just love the whole, like, just so much about horses and equestrianism and Troy. And it's like, I can't remember if, like, was Poseidon, like, their, um, like, their patron or something? God, I can't, I'm trying to remember, like, what it is about them in horses. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about <laughs> earlier. I was thinking like, I wonder if they actually have a connection to horses and if that's historical. And then I forgot about it. I'm trying to remember it, but <laughs> if like the Trojan horse. Okay, wait, I, I should have brought up the Trojan horse. But like, did they bring it in? Because I, I assume it was because it was like a thing to Poseidon well, or something. Isn't there? I, I saw a Tumblr post that said something about like how it wasn't even probably a horse. And it's just like a weird translation thing. So, mm, mm, well, hmm. Also, God, there's there's something else with um Troy and horses, and it's it relates to like Ganymede and like the whole when when he was like taken by Zeus, um Zeus paid off his father with horses. Mm. Oh, and Ganymede was like a Trojan, or yeah, I believe yeah he was a Trojan. So like those horses were then like the their descendants were used in or was it their descendants? They might have been immortal horses, actually. Either way, these horses were important and they were, like, used in, like, the Trojan War and all that shit. Mm. So there, there's just some weird, like, horse connections going on So with there Troy. might be something there, but we're not, like, positive. <laughs> there's something there and I'm forgetting about it. I definitely have already talked about it on this podcast, but I've forgotten some of the shit. Let's move on to the next song. We've talked about this song for a while. <laughs> right. So uh, this next track is another narration track. We're going to go back and forth. Uh, all of the narration yeah. tracks have like quotes around them so you can see that they're not like a song song. But Johnny tells us that it was pretty easy for these uh, erstwhile quartet of psychos <laughs> to <laughs> to get Ulysses oh considering that he is drunk off his ass. Um <laughs> 
Love that. Love that. (laughs) And they drag him to a long-forgotten vault with a sign that reads Penelope. Penelope? As in his wife. Indeed. But also, like, okay, that's the thing. We'll, We'll get there. But I'm just like... Is it is it actually housing his wife? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's weird, and it gets kind of existential. It, it does at the end. <laughs> so yeah, I just love that. <laughs> okay, I especially love how like so here on like the lyrics page, like we can tell who's talking in this, but like when you're listening right. to it, you can't tell like who these people are. They just so. describe them with something basic, and so like there's the big guy, a pale, thin young man. There is a an old motherfucker who, who has uh, okay. dark glasses hiding his blind eyes. Okay, that's the thing. <laughs> so that is uh, Oedipus. Uh, I've already I. The motherfucker thing is like my favorite God. joke to say about Oedipus. Um, <laughs> if it's your first listen through, it can go over your head because it doesn't say that it's him, but it does again later. They do mention yeah, it yeah. like a couple yeah. times later, but there there will be a distasteful joke. It's it, it'll be great. Yeah. But also he has blind eyes. So that's like in reference to something that he does later after he's killed his dad. Uh, married his mom and like he mm-hmm. finds out about the whole situation he is so oh, distraught yeah. that he tears out his own eyes um <laughs> I but unfortunately that. he can't wander off into the desert because there is no desert it's all city yeah. all the way down so that'll actually be his arc in this thing <laughs> poor guy yeah and then the last person is described as a stern-faced woman at the side. Stern-faced, okay. So those that's our four suits, all all out in pinstripes. I, I love imagining Ariadne in like a pinstripe suit. I know, suit. right? <laughs> oh, gay vibes. Oh. So like we were saying, that's why they are the suits, because they're trying to get into this vault labeled Penelope. They are- They're trying to get into Penelope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, okay, did you ever look up Penelope suitors? Do they go through trials? Is that a thing? Okay, oh, shit. I was supposed to do that, wasn't I? No, I I mean, I could have done that. (laughs) Could have, okay. If I was responsible. Is there a way to find, like, a page for the suitors specifically? That is a question that I have. (laughs) Because the suitors of Penelope. Oh, Oh, oh. okay. (laughs) Okay, there is, I know there's at least one trial at the end, but I'm trying to see if there's, like, anything else. I remember them, like, shooting arrows and stuff, and then, like, yeah, yeah, they are totally doing trials, because I remember because Odysseus is disguised, and he comes in and, like, beats them. Yeah. It's just that one, though. Okay. It's just just the one one. of, like, um, can you string his bow? Because he has a very heavy bow. That only right. he can string. Because because Penelope's trying to stall. She doesn't want to get married to any of these weird dudes. She has faith that uh, Odysseus is coming back. And so she's yeah. like making them do weird stuff so that they won't be able to marry her. <laughs> because she's like, oh, I couldn't possibly choose. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically what's happening, right? Am I am I making that up or? Yeah. No, okay, you're, cool. you're correct. You're correct. All right. Yeah. So the suits are trying to beat the the passcode out of Ulysses, but they aren't giving it up. And they can't kill them because the vault has some kind of deadlock. I I don't, I can't imagine how that works, how it can like sense if they're alive. But 
Hmm. Weird. But if Ulysses is killed, then the vault will be locked and no longer open. The passcode won't work. And so they have to do the other method, which is going through the trials. But we don't really get to that yet. First, we have to talk about the Olympians. So this is a sci-fi setting. There aren't gods, but there are immortals because if you have enough money, you can pay for anything. Yeah, yeah. No, they are mob bosses. They are, they're called, like, the Olympians are like families of people who are rich enough to live forever and they do lots of crimes. Wow, the mechanism said be gay, do crime. Oh, Um. yeah. Yes. Yes, they did. (laughs) Very specifically, they said that. <laughs> so like the the whole thing about the Acheron like yes. really fucks me up. Um so no one can actually die here. Like the Olympians are immortal, but everybody else when they do die, their brain or what's left of it, however much you have, gets put into the processor that runs the city. And then they use it for all the computing power they can get out of it. And you, uh, <laughs> and you in the Acheron, that's what it's called, the network of dead minds, live in a half-conscious hell and run the city <laughs> forever. I I hate it. It's it, <laughs> that that freaks me out so much. It also okay. reminds me literally of a Doctor Who thing. <laughs> oh, can I remember what episode it was? God, it's like. It's like early, like series one, two thousand five shit. Um, mm. Oh, it's just okay. It's called the Long Game. So yeah, that's that's the one where they like huh, they literally use like dead people to control a computer, like mm. with their brains. But like it's like their whole bodies. So that's what I'm picturing for this. Mm. I don't know if they use just their brains for this. I think or they not. mention they mention later uh that there is a metallic thing that plucks out people's brains and so I think it's just Who? the brain. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, in the Doctor Who episode they like they had the dead people's like bodies like plugged into it cuz like they had their like fingers mm. like on the, like this thing and yeah, it was really freaky. <laughs> it was the whole thing. So, I actually did look this up because uh, I was trying to connect like Acheron to like Asphodel because that's what I was feeling like it was but you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's obviously a river um <laughs> it, yeah it's it's one of the rivers of the underworld it's uh the boundary river I think it, yeah it's usually the one that I think Charon um takes people across it's either that or the sticks so. okay or like because the Acheron's a real river, right? Or is it not? And I'm... I, I don't believe it's a real river. I believe it's just um, the, the Underworld River. Okay. As but far as so, I know. So Genius has given us oh. the very good analysis oh. that... Oh, it is. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, it's in Northwestern... Greece. And that's why okay. it's sort of a liminal thing, because it's both in the real world and in the underworld. Anyways, what Grifter's Bone told us on Genius is that uh, the Acheron is keeping people's brains in a liminal state between alive and dead, just like yeah. how the Acheron is a boundary river. And also that the Acheron is that. labeled the River of Woe. Yeah. <laughs> Very good stuff. So Ugh. this is not uh, one of my favorite Mechanisms albums even, but it does have some of the most interesting world building. Like, yeah, this is so, so cool. cool. But also terrifying. Uh- <laughs> 
So we also mentioned that Hades is the one who watches over the Acheron. Yes, of course, because he's the Lord <laughs> of the Dead. But okay, so Hades is gender bent in this, right? Well, uh, Ashes O'Reilly, who is not just playing Hades, we'll we'll get into that. But Ashes is Hades in the story. Yeah. the The mechanisms were here. They are telling us about what they saw, but uh, they were hanging out in the city for a while, doing some stuff, some murders, various, various things. Yeah, and Ashes was like. Okay, I'll 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 get up in there and just became Hades. Uh Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ashes Ashes O'Reilly uses they them pronouns, I do believe. Oh, okay. okay. Um cool. as does their actor Frank, if I huh. remember correctly. So yeah, so we do have canon <laughs> at least one canon queer person here. I knew there was something going on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I love queer Hades. Always my favorite. Yes, um, yes. It's yes. my daddy. so so now that we know who the olympians are we can talk about poseidon industries uh that's who Mm. kind of headed the conflict against ilium and ulysses thought well i'm gonna get some revenge on that guy (laughs) yeah um it's very stupid uh we'll talk about that in the next song but yeah (laughs) yep Cool. So, uh, yeah, Ulysses gets really drunk and is like, huh, I'm gonna go steal something for Poseidon. <laughs> and then we go into the next song. So we're back in the past again. We did, we get a lot of backstory on Ulysses as this, as this story progresses. Yep. God. The, the name. <laughs> <laughs> so this song is called My Name is No One. <laughs> and, uh, they are going to say that a lot of times. <laughs> that's, the, that's just the chorus. Yeah. Like a lot. <laughs> So Ulysses tells us their plan, which was not very much of a plan. Uh, They just, like, took an ID from some person and bought a uniform and nobody uh, tried to stop them. And so they just walked in. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And just constantly saying, my name is no one and I ain't got nothing to lose. (laughs) Um, And this is in reference to when um, he's going up against the Cyclops, um, which, like, this is all about the whole thing with the Cyclops, Polyphemus. Right. Because he's like, oh, I am no one um, when he blinds the Cyclops. So it's like, you can't curse anyone if you don't know my name. So what Ulysses is doing here is stealing the eye of the Cyclops, uh, which is a diamond at the center of a laser grid. Um, <laughs> so weird. So so that's, that's why they are currently no one and, and why they are taking this thing uh so cyclopses are connected to poseidon and it's literally the eye of the cyclops yeah and the fact that it's the eye specifically yeah yeah so like well polyphemus specifically is the son of poseidon and mm-hmm. after like the whole thing where a um odysseus ulysses says like oh actually my name is this that's when he calls on poseidon and is like uh make him curse Cur- curse that man please daddy um <laughs> But it's, like, it's literally the eye of the Cyclops is what they call it. And, like, he poked out the eye of the Cyclops yes, in and, the myth. Uh, and in this, it says uh, that Ulysses grabs a length of steel and throws it. And <laughs> that's how they get the eye. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. And then the, the oh, stupid end of the song. 
like the the steel is even like burning hot yeah. because yeah the wood because yeah. he burned oh, my the goodness. eyes yeah yeah love that I love that thank you they're so good <laughs> so yeah that's all that really happens in this one it's it it kind of bops though but then like at the end he's like my name is Ulysses what an as idiot. they're walking out God. <laughs> So, uh, that doesn't work out very well, because Poseidon does know exactly who did it, because they drunkenly yelled out their name before they were out of the range of the cameras. But, I mean, still not bad that they did it at all, but... <laughs> so we are now on track trial by wits. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ulysses actually still has the Eye of the Cyclops on them. They can't pawn it. Everyone right, knows it yeah, was stolen. That's important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the only things that they have on them currently, this nice little nice little Chekhov's snub nose yeah. laser for you. Um, I love that. That literally, there's an annotation. Oh, what is the? The annotation is that it's a Chekhov's gun, like literally. Okay, I got that genius lyrics. That's out of my own brain. Um, <laughs> Uh, this is where we talk about how we don't know what Ulysses looks like, except that they are black and beautiful. Uh, but right now they're getting the shit beat out of them by Heracles still, who we are finally introducing the suits with their names. Heracles, Ariadne, Orpheus, and finally Oedipus. Oedipus. The blind old motherfucker. <laughs> so Oedipus uh. is going to solve the trial by wits, which is the first one to get into the vault. And it's because behind their dark, his dark glasses, he has a pair of data sockets where his eyes once sat. And uh, he links Jesus. up his, his empty eye sockets to the, <laughs> to the vault door and clicks open the first of the four locks. So Oedipus used to work as a doctor um, and developed a cure for uh, a disease called the Sphinx. <laughs> okay. I, I love this, like, so much. It's very it's... literal. It's a very literal take. I mean, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so so this whole thing with the Sphinx. So ha- how it happens is that when um, Oedipus is um, going into Thebes, it's guarded by, like, the Sphinx. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, that. there's, like, a whole curse on everything. Like, nobody can get in or out because of the Sphinx is there. And, you know, terrifying monster. But it's like, hey, if you... Solve my riddle, you get in. Also, it dies after that. Because um, it's oh. like, no, you solve my riddle. How dare you? Um, oh, no, that sucks. I didn't know that it dies. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, Oedipus solves the riddle. And it's all about, like, what has three legs in the morning. Or, no, four legs in the morning. Four legs in the two morning. Two legs in the afternoon. And three legs at night. Like, yeah. I'm, I did... I had to try so hard just now. I don't I don't know if you noticed. I almost burst out into song because this one fucking slaps. I know it so fucking hard. slaps. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But the answer is man. Um <laughs> right, because when you're born, you crawl and then you stand up and you walk and then you use a cane, which isn't really a leg, but okay. <laughs> it's fine. Um <laughs> but like how this this the sphinx um disease it's like you're you're a child and then you mm-hmm. age 
really quickly? Yes. So so the Sphinx is a disease that uh, strikes mostly in the slums. Uh, and so everyone who gets it is too poor for anyone to care. So if you are born with the Sphinx, you will... Uh, age rapidly. Uh, in just weeks, you will become old and infirm and will die of old age. Yeah, that's just so terrifying. Yeah. Children then look as aged men but have not learned the words to cry. Like, ugh. How terrifying. <laughs> so, so the chorus is four legs in the morning, two legs in the day, three legs in the evening as body and mind decay. <laughs> oh, it's so good! I chose a few songs to re-listen to before this because I was like, hmm, which mm-hmm. ones are the bops? And I was like, this one. This is one of the ones that's a bop. And it's it's because it's green sleeves. Like, God, that that that's just such a good tune. Like, did you ever listen to uh what what's it? Um Six, the musical? No, I've heard of it though. Okay. Uh it's pretty short. I'd recommend it. They mm. it, they do pop songs by the six wives of Henry VIII about yeah. their wives with him. Yeah. But um Green Sleeves is theoretically written about one of them. I, I, I think that that's, like, not technically historically accurate, but, like, the, the tune predates that or something. But, hmm. anyways, uh, they do a little, like, EDM breakdown in their intro song of Green Sleeves, <laughs> like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. God! Yeah, that tune just slaps! And anyways, so that's that's what we're doing here. It's so good. It's so good. So, 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 so Oedipus, uh, has, has a time. He figures out that the reason that the Sphinx exists at all is because when the Olympians make themselves immortal, there's some kind of, like, runoff, some kind of oxidants that, uh, leach into the rest of the city and are making other people age. And so this is this is a side effect of what they are doing. <laughs> they're, God, they're not going to stop. <laughs> I hate it. So but this is this is the next song anyway. Um do we do we say Oh, that? oh is, I already uh, went over. The... I didn't I didn't even okay. I was sorry. Yeah, I yeah. I know. This is the next song. This is the Riddle of the Sphinx. Riddle um, of the Sphinx, is, yeah. yeah. This is the one that's so good. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't mention the song name. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just such an interesting take to be like, oh, he's a doctor and he's like curing this or trying to cure this. Right. And it does make sense because like, oh goodness, I did read Oedipus Rex once, but uh, I forgot what he actually does with his life because everybody loves him. Is it just because he got rid of the Sphinx? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) that makes sense. Which, you know, that that follows. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the fact, the, the idea that, like, what he's getting rid of here is a disease. Even though he can't get rid of it because the Olympians won't stop. And also, uh, he, does, he does develop a cure, but everyone who has it is too poor to afford it. So, <laughs> yay, healthcare! <laughs> Capitalism! And then there's the thing with the, the guy. Oh, um, yeah. His father? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, um, I'm dumb because this is this is Johnny again, 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 ah. um, and he uses a very similar voice later for Zeus. Oh yeah, and so I always thought that this was like Zeus, and then like when we were uh, listening to it and looking at the lyrics, I was like, oh, obviously that's his dad, 
and this is the scene where he kills him. Like, they mention it, and so I always thought that that was it, but Hmm. this is that scene. Yes. His dad comes and warns him and tells him, uh, don't announce this. Like, you are going to be basically destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. it's going to go so bad if you tell anyone about this uh find find something else blame it on something else and oedipus is like uh <laughs> no get out of my lab you weird old guy and he kills him yeah i love how like in the actual story it's like even dumber than that um, yeah it's because... just some guy on the road right <laughs> Yeah, it's just a random guy in the road, and Oedipus is like, I'm gonna kill you because I don't think you have the right of way here. Um, <laughs> God, and then what a he, dick. <laughs> seriously, Oedipus is such a dick. All of these guys have anger issues, every single one. Yeah, yeah. God. They all kind of <laughs> suck. Like, everybody in this kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Well, that's that's because it's a noir, you know? Like everyone has to be yeah. a little gritty. <laughs> um so oh. so Oedipus uh announces what causes the Sphinx and the Olympians say, Oh no, we're so sorry. Uh we'll research some other way to do it to be immortal so that we won't like kill babies. Hmm. And they showered Oedipus with riches and introduced him to his wife. Um, that's the last line god yeah okay i didn't realize what they were doing until like reading the annotation for this where it's like um it's it's a move of like manipulation so that like the scandal that follows Mm -hmm. is so that everyone would forget that they caused this terrible disease that so they'd focus on oedipus instead of so they're trying to create scandal yeah huh that is what politicians do huh yeah pr scandals in other areas so that people don't notice how fucked up they are yeah that makes sense love that love the writing in this goodness so good johnny sims has some very he has some themes that he enjoys writing about (laughs) capitalism is definitely one of them I believe that Johnny is the main author. He certainly doesn't write all of the songs. Like, you can tell. Like, uh, one of the other band members is a popular musician in, like, those kinds of circles, uh, Jessica Law. And you can definitely tell when she wrote a song, because she has a very specific, like, vibe to her music. Hmm. But I believe that Johnny writes at least the narration. So. Hmm. I I only mention that because... People were like, oh, wow, Johnny wrote all this stuff. And he was like, "Uh, there were other people in that band too, guys. You know, remember that? (laughs) Remember how that was a thing? (laughs) So, (laughs) sorry I'm talking about this British man so much. I just... (laughs) It's fine. This this is your hyperfixation. This is what we're here for. Um... (laughs) All right. So next track is called Ulysses Will. Yeah, this is another narration one. And this is where we get the your mom joke. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they they don't say it directly. But uh, yeah, they were talking about how the public can only take so much scandal. And it was revealed the identity of the man he killed in defending his lab and his beautiful wife's provenance. And then uh, the next line is Heracles saying... <sighs> Looks like he got in there pretty easy. Remind you of your mom. (laughs) So bad. So bad. (laughs) Goodness. 
Anyways, so this is where we say that Oedipus wants out. There is nothing out there. There is there is empty space, and there are colonies that help run the city. Uh, not not uh, manned colonies, automated colonies. There's nothing out there. There is only the city. But Oedipus needs to get out. He doesn't. He doesn't yeah. want to interact with anyone ever again. Just like you know, walking out into the desert. <laughs> As you as you would, you know, after you killed your dad and married your mom. You're like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done with people forever. If people can just turn out to be my dad and my mom, then then <laughs> Then yeah, I'm good. I'm done. No more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. This is also where Johnny describes the lock system that they they are going to need to pass the trials. Um and the suits also discuss what could be in the vault. They don't know. They've been hired to do this job uh, by an Olympian they mentioned earlier. And so their employer wants in there because it's rumored to be a weapon that could overthrow the Olympians and bring down the Acheron. Yep, that sure it is. None of them even believe it, but they're all being paid a lot of money for this. <laughs> it's fine. It's good. So yes, uh, we have four trials. The trial of wits, the trial of strength, the trial of song, and the trial of love. And these four people have been picked specifically uh, for one of these tasks. And it makes sense. Right. There's a purpose to all of the people who are here. At least one of them was a mistake, but... Yeah. <laughs> we'll but get there. Like, <laughs> nobody knew that. Yeah. Also, this mentions the whole like 20 years thing at the end here. That right. it's been 20 years. Um, it's been 20 years since the Trojan War, and Ulysses is no longer the person they were when they designed this high-minded security system. Yeah. Because it was like 10 years of war. Oh, it's, it's in 20 years of dealing the pain. That's weird. Okay, so... Okay, so it doesn't quite... It's supposed to be... Yeah, it's supposed to be 10... I thought it was like... 20 years in total. It's supposed to be ten, 20 years in total because it's 10 years of the audience. Uh, and that's what the annotation says here too, that it's 10 years of the Trojan War and 10 years of Wandering at Sea. So yeah. So they, they add an extra 10 years in there. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and 20 years is like catchy. Yeah. And then it's all about the sirens. 20 years of sirens. Yes. 20 years of sirens. So... That's what Ulysses has been up to, and now we're gonna get another Ulysses backstory song, which is just called Sirens. It's it's about <laughs> numbing the pain. Uh, this song is to the yeah. tune of Gently Johnny by Paul Giovanni, apparently notably sung in The Wicker Man, 73. All right. <laughs> I've never seen any version of The Wicker Man because I don't hate myself. Nope. <laughs> But the sirens, so that's another thing from the Odyssey. Whoa! Um, of course, we had to have a song from them because, like, they're, that's their whole they thing. That they, yeah. they sing, and then they they lead you to your death. They eat you. It's fine. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> a, as you do. So this song is very, um, what is the word? It, it feels soporific. Uh. That, yeah, that's a word. Wow. Yeah, it feels like something that is meant to numb you and relax you. Mm. Yeah. Everyone in the band with a feminine voice is uh, harmonizing on this one. And so there's no, like, characters. It's all yeah, presumably it's just... sex workers. 
<laughs> oh my god, wait. Oh, that would make sense. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, come my way and stay my honey, lay your body down next to me. We can chase away your worries, lay, sleep in peace and serenity. So it's sex workers and the people who are selling them drugs. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, this is like the drugs and the alcohol. And you're like, sex workers. I'm like, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, oh. so I have never noticed this before, but I was re-listening today, and um, the verses here are referencing uh, the fatal flaws of Greek heroes. Hmm. I'll, I'll give you joy and f- the frenzy of a beast. Or uh, yeah, verse two here is about um, control. I'll, I'll grant you power and you will uh, reign supreme. There will be no battle you can't win. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, right? Doesn't... Wow. I, and that sounds like something, right? <laughs> okay, so I, I feel like... I don't know. That that makes me feel like um like Achilles or something. Like, dip, mm-hmm. in, dip in the river sticks or something, where he's, like, so, yeah, you can't, like, kill him as easily. And, like, the other one is obviously Heracles, like, the beast untamed. Right. Yeah. So, what what I'm thinking those two verses, at least, are about is uh, the sirens sing to you of your greatest desire. And so... The, so so that's how they lure you in so that they can eat you. But in this, it's it's the, the sex workers or whoever are promising you a fantasy, basically. And uh, maybe drugs are harmful. <laughs> and so it is a hmm. mistake. But, like, they give you that high of, like, feeling like you're, yeah. you know, whatever you wanted to be. Yeah. Did that, did that make any sense? Okay. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah. They also uh, reference the lotus in verse three. Yeah. So I was gonna, I was just gonna go back to the oh, those yeah. verses. So like verse verse one, I would say that's like um, talking about like wrath. I would say mm-hmm. for like the fatal flaw, and then verse two is like hubris. Basically, yes. that's what I I was meaning to say. But yeah, the lotus thing. Okay, because they like that's another <laughs> Odyssey thing. And it makes sense that you'd connect those if it's, like, all about numbing the pain. And the lotus, it's it's drugs. I mean, the lotus eaters, they just, they sit around and they get high on that island. So. <laughs> but it's, like, mega high. You, like, literally forget everything. Which, like, it, that's, in that's the, the f- I'm, I'm not. Yes, that is the first Percy Jackson book. So everybody is familiar with the lair of the lotus eaters. Yeah, well, that's the thing. In Percy Jackson, like, in the book, at least, they're just, like, we're just gonna play video games forever. And, like, right. that's how they do it. Um, <laughs> personally, I just love how they interpret it in the movie, and they, like, literally get high. <laughs> like, they eat right. lotus cookies, they get high. Yeah. My god. I, in the book, it feels more like you just don't realize what's happening exactly, because mm. more time passes on the outside. Than on the inside. I think, yeah, yeah. I think okay. it's okay. I was thinking, like, do you just not notice time passing? But we know for a fact that more time passes on the outside than on the inside of the Lotus Hotel and Casino. I think it's also like, if I really, really think about it, that's definitely how I feel when I play video games for a while. Like, maybe it's the ADHD, maybe yeah, it's yeah. the video games, but like, when you're just like so in the zone of doing. The way that I would interpret it to make it kind of work is that it is uh, addiction. Anything that is addictive, yes. that's what they are luring you in with. And then you are uh, trapped there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's just 
a, a big metaphor for addiction as a thing is that you yeah. have trouble escaping it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that song. Um, yeah, that's... <laughs> um, and then the next narration one is Trial by Strength. Yay! It's Heracles' turn. Except not yet. You're gonna have to wait till next week to see what happens in Trial by Strength and the rest of the album. Yeah, in case you missed the uh, episode title, this one's a two-parter. We had a lot of things to say about this one. <laughs> I really hope you're all enjoying it. Um, not sure how well this works as an episode, if you haven't ever heard this album before, or if you have no idea what we're talking about. Hopefully the tangents are interesting enough for a Percy Jackson fan. Um, Maybe this is a good listening companion. Maybe more people should be checking this album out. Uh, I would love that, personally. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. You can follow the podcast socials at of the eldest gods pod on Instagram and at of the eldest gods on Twitter. You can send an iris message to us through of the eldest gods pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us financially, go to patreon.com slash of the eldest gods. By becoming a patron, you can join the Movie Night Crew Network server, where you get to chat with us and hear some no-context spoilers about episodes we are recording. I personally recommend the $5 tier, where you get access to Against All Odds, our bonus show where we talk about basically anything vaguely related to mythology, Percy Jackson, or whatever we like. We also have a merch store on TeePublic, where all our designs are made by Charlie. Or if you cannot support us financially, please give us a review on iTunes and rate us on Spotify to help others know how much you love this podcast. You can follow me, Ray, at HeyHeyRay on Twitter. I also have another podcast called Barbie Movie Slap, where my co-host Ted and I talk about the Barbie cinematic universe. You can check out that podcast Twitter at Barbie Slaps. You can follow me, Charlie, at GreenPixie12 on most platforms, but on Twitter, I'm at GreenPixie123, which I'm totally not salty about. I also have an art Instagram that I sometimes use at GreenPixieDraws. I sometimes do the YouTube thing on my channel, CharlieMac, that's M-A-C-K. And I also have another podcast on the network called Fandoms Gone Wrong, where my mom and I talk about movies, TV shows, books, whatever other fandoms we enjoy. You can find that on all the major podcasts podcasting apps. Our music was written by Isabel Strauss-Riggs and recorded and edited by Ian M. Riggs. You can find Izzy at Kane underscore I, that's I is in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. She also currently makes video essays on the YouTube channel Kane I. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your podcast. Of the Eldest Gods is proud to be part of the Movie Night Crew Network, which features great podcasts like The Movie Night Crew. Join some friends as they react to some terrible, some meh, and some really great movies. Alrighty. It's movie night. Grab your popcorn. Grab your coffee. Grab your friend. Grab a cat. And let's go. Who directed this? What year did it come out? Is that that girl from that show? Who wrote this? Where's the cat? Who would you rather bang? Pass the popcorn. Does this pass the Bechdel test? What about the Steve Buscemi test? Does a woman literally speak in this movie? Oh my god, a dog. This reminds me of in Harry Potter when... Are we recording? What did the critics say? 
It's a guilty pleasure. What's your rating? Can you be quiet? Oh my god. Movie night crew. It's just like watching movies with your friends. And then arguing about it after. Every Sunday, wherever you get podcasts. Of the Eldest Gods is based on the series by Rick Riordan. Right now, we are discussing Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcatcher and meet us back here every Thursday. Oh, the one that says maybe the real villain was the capitalism we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw that too. (laughs) Anyway. That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.